ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Season 1, Episode 2, Second Hand Smoke. Welcome everyone to episode two of the first season of the Juggalo Rewind. This is Peter, and I am here with Christopher, as always. What's hello, going hello. on? How have you been? Good. Doing good. We're actually hitting a song now. Yes. Thank you all for sticking with us. We are now hitting music with lyrics. <laughs> we're here to dissect music, finally. This is going to be a little different than the last couple episodes, and that's what we're here for. That's what you're here for. Hopefully you've told a friend or you've been told about us, and then now you're listening and you're going to tell someone else. There's a couple ways to do that. That's right. Go on social media. Find us on Twitter or Instagram at Juggalo RWD. RWD, it's short for rewind. I don't know if the kids know that these days. I don't know. They don't rewind anything anymore. They don't. That's very sad. But we do because we're listening to old tapes and old cassettes and all kinds of stuff. So we we use the rewind button. And the, and the newest version of this album is on vinyl, which is kind of backwards. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> way backwards. Very exciting, though. They finally put it on vinyl. Twitter and Instagram at JuggaloRWD. You can email us at JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, complaints, or just anything you want to talk about this song or any other track on yeah, this we've, album. Yeah, we've discussed a little bit that a lot of this jogs our memories, a little nostalgia boost. So if you have some you know, nostalgic stories, I always like hearing old stories from uh, concerts or how you first heard this and whatnot. That's always fun. I agree. Uh, you can do it on any of those platforms or Facebook if you can find that in the <laughs> messed up algorithm that, uh, what's his name? Who created Facebook? I don't We're know not going to go on that tangent. Okay. <laughs> so stick to Twitter and Instagram. Facebook would be a good place to tell us stories because you can't cram them into 200 characters. But right. find us somewhere and let us know what you're thinking. On that note, if you use the hashtag, we need to go backwards, the hashtag most tasteless rewind, all spelled out, all full, you can either use that on Instagram when you... Uh, share or not share but you uh make a post if you share it on twitter mm -hmm. or using uh what do you call it the the apple music or yeah um, give a review give a review and uh you don't have to use the hashtag on that do you no so use the hashtag <laughs> on twitter or instagram or leave us a five-star review where you listen to your podcast and you'll be in the running for the 20th anniversary most tasteless vinyl. Do we know the color of it, or are we gonna do that next episode? Uh, I don't know if we know the color yet, but it's gonna it'll pop. Okay, so it'll be well the color of the vinyl. I meant. Oh, yeah, uh, it's they have the, two, two, three versions, right? It's the light blue version. Okay, looks very nice. So, uh, one lucky fan will win one of those. He'll be drawn at random at the end of the season, and shipped or delivered to you, depending on where you are. Hopefully, you're domestic. Hopefully you're in Detroit so we can walk it to you. If you're in Australia or Germany, I don't want to If you're ship a Twista it. fan, we'll meet you at Fright Fest at the end of the season. <laughs> if you're international, you better come here. And... <laughs> if you're international, ah, ah. <laughs> Now, we'll, it, hopefully we get big enough and spread the word, <laughs> you know, so that that'll be okay. Chris is an expert at uh, shipping vinyl, or at least 
receiving it. You're not <laughs> shipping it so much, but we'll get it to you. It'll be part of your collection. You can frame it, put it on the wall, do whatever you want with it. But that's our prize, our thank you to you for spreading the word and using the hashtag most tasteless rewind. Well, if you spin it, make sure your speakers are eight, eight or eight oh eights. They'd be dead blown. <laughs> As they say on secondhand smoke. We're getting a little little ahead of ourselves here as I turn Chris's volume down. Sorry, I got excited. He's getting a little crazy, but that's okay. We're, we're excited about secondhand smoke. Let's go through. Well, first off, we should mention we have no guest. Once again, we are lonely in the studio here in the Juggalo Rewind studio. Well, I think maybe we could add a, maybe a little guest segment on this because I think Cousin Aaron... Of a friend of a family member of mine, would we have a little nice story about this song? Because this is the first time I've introduced him to Twisted was through this song. His, his story is pretty funny. Yes, yeah, so maybe we'll get him on a uh, a tie up episode <laughs> uh, somewhere down the line. As you listen to this, either as we drop them, or maybe you've learned about us in the future and you're going back and listening to all the episodes in this season. You know, who knows? We may have an episode at the end of the year where it's a tie-up or, or special guests or just a, a best of or just the things that we missed out on. So right. if we get Cousin Aaron on another episode, maybe we'll double back on this or we'll just we'll put it somewhere. So you'll be hearing from him. If, if you listen to us on our 20 by 20 podcast, which talks about wrestling and nonsense, you know Cousin Aaron and he's a character, so... He'll for sure be doing something with us on the on the rewind. So look out for him. All right, so let's talk about the song at hand, Second Hand Smoke, produced by Scott Sumner. First track uh, on the CD produced by him. Mm-hmm. Running time, 4 minutes, 32 seconds. Pretty good time. That's pretty long. It is. That's it, a long song, actually. Um, track number, we are running... Uh, Number two on the original, and also number two on the track listing for the reissue of Most Tasteless. Everything's lining up consistently yeah, still? so far so good. <laughs> first first song, first track. Second song, second track. We're, we're on pace. Now, one thing we didn't talk about on the last episode that we'll touch on here, Secondhand Smoke was put on what uh, fans speculate I'll say speculate because we don't know for sure. It's true. It was on the demo that I almost, we should talk about. I'm going into lots of different things here. <laughs> so let me segue out of that segue. I don't know how to talk about Twisted. Like, I know people do it, but I am not going to say Jamie and Paul. That is just, it's too weird for me. I can't do it. So yeah. I'm always going to say, like, Madrox and Monoxide. Yeah, I, I I don't personally know them, so I'm not going to call them that. <laughs> if, if you want to at home, you go right ahead. If we have a guest that wants to, that's fine. That's just not my cup of tea. So Yeah, I don't know Undertaker, so I don't call him Mark. I would call him Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Mark? So, back to my first diatribe. What we have always gathered was that Madrox and Monoxide put together a demo and gave it to Psychopathic to just let them know what they were all about, see Mm -hmm. if they would sign them. So this was one of the tracks that was on said demo. Now, this is going to be speculation because we don't know the true story, but this demo, did it come before or after they were opening for them? Because we know they were opening for the Insane Clown Posse at the time. Uh, So I I think it was during slash 
after because okay. they formed as a group twisted opening for icp just them two in early 98 so i know that they were opening as hok for them i mean in at least 96 mm-hmm. so on and off they would still do things um and we don't want to get too far into the depths of their history but somewhere <laughs> along the line the three members of hok disagreed on if they wanted to stay together and keep doing what they were doing or go to psychopathic mm-hmm. and two of them wanted to and one of them didn't or however the the story you know pans out i'm sure there's different versions right. of that from different people but i'd say at that point like you're you're speculating that it was uh like literally while they well, i mean they already knew them i guess that that's yeah what it, i guess i'm just wondering like yeah, because they could, they made these the the songs they put in the demos are all heavy hitters on this. So playing people open for bands and the the band they're opening for doesn't know them or doesn't pay attention enough. So I you know they must have known them en- enough to know who they were, but they went out of the way to record these are the songs. All right, we're gonna put in the work for these songs and give them you know this will be the pitch because these ones definitely stand out when you. I, I love House of Crazies, but. I feel like these songs on the ones we call the demos take another leap in quality. I understand. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. And I, I don't think it's like a unknown, kind of like, hey, I'm an unknown band. Here's mm-hmm. my demo. Like, that's kind of a yeah. dirty word to use. I think maybe either they were asked, hey, give us yeah, your, like three hottest new songs, or they had those in the bag, and they're like, hey, this is what we got in the works. Do you think you could polish this or work with this or, you know, this is what we have on tap. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. I yeah, think- the term demo, maybe at this point, isn't a demo as we say. It's like an unknown artist handing a label. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know why I even use that word. I just, I always see it thrown around. It was just what we have been led to believe. The that- tracks they brought. Yes. When they decided, all right, we're going to try to right. get signed or, you know, or asked Asked for it to get signed. Yeah, like, yeah. here's our three hottest songs. These are the what three are songs that kind of transferred from House of Crazy to Twisted. Yes, and they were more eventually, but those are the three that we've always been told mm-hmm. were, like, got them in the door. And okay. This is one of them. We'll note those as we go along, but Secondhand Smoke was, as we've been told, on that quote-unquote demo tape. Mm-hmm. Could you, now, we talk about merch. <laughs> Could you imagine, like... I mean, there's only one, right? Is it a tape? Is it a CD? Is it like a dat? Like, I wonder how they got it to them. At that point, a, yeah, a tape, maybe a CD. That's crazy. Like, that's, I don't know if anyone's ever. Does anyone still have it? Yeah. Is it in circulation? Probably not. It's probably mm-hmm. lost. And Yeah, no, it was just probably a, a shitty, like, tape with handwriting on it. It's dubbed over. <laughs> it's yeah. in, it was in Violent J's car in 96 with something yeah, else like, taped crazy. over it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but talk about if you had, you know, a like, uh, little segue. Jack White, local musician, has, like, archived his stuff from the beginning. Like, every flyer, every show is recorded. Right. And, like, yeah, to think of things like that, at the time, not many people probably did think to archive that, but... This is what we're doing is discussing these things of like, oh, wow, could you imagine if you found that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't imagine. Uh, Even just bands that I listen to, like Pearl Jam had one, you know, uh, circulated tapes Mm. of their first couple songs or what, like they would give to Eddie Vedder and he would sing over or write over. And they've re-released things 
that were similar to it, but I don't know if there's like the, the one original. Copy, yeah. yeah. Without any better. <laughs> I mean, maybe like there's crazy stuff out there. So that's, that's an interesting point. What was that tape and who has it? And was there one copy or was it just, we're way overthinking. It. Yeah. it was just like, <laughs> but that's the point of this is overthinking yes. stuff that <laughs> doesn't need to be overthunk. <laughs> so as we said, it was on the demo tape and they also played secondhand smoke while they opened for ICP on the House of Horrors tour. They played uh, a handful of songs in front of uh, the all-black background, and Jason and Michael Myers were there, but Secondhand Smoke was one of those tracks, and that goes back to the fact, which we will talk about, I'm sure, later in this episode and in future ones, that this clearly was a track that was done pre-psychopathic that they brought with them either fully or at least the theory you know Mm -hmm. a little bit behind it and then they used it on tour so it was it's the bridge between house of crazies and what we know as twisted yeah it has a it has a foot in each door you have that feeling of both kind of for sure also we will mention that uh we didn't mention it in the last episode but for this one and for a couple others there's a definitive sample that is used in this track. Oh, big sample. This one's huge. <laughs> uh, if you are not familiar, I mean, this is my childhood right here. <laughs> Free Your Mind by En Vogue. Free Your Mind! Uh, the track opens with that, and then it's on all the hooks, correct? Right, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That's definitely a, a, a staple, a what do you call it? a very noticeable sample some most i think samples kind of go under the radar yeah but, i mean uh, that, this one is like in your face if you know it that's it's there and even if like i imagine any juggalo and we talk about juggalo culture significance any juggalo doesn't know the sample though knows that sound like the when the fear mind kicks in on a show that's a definitive sound for sure and probably Plenty of people out there have no idea that's an En Vogue sample. Yeah. It's that's, just part of the song. But, like, yeah, talk about something that a whole bunch of people probably love and don't even realize it's a yeah, separate song. That's funny. Kinda like, cool. now we're just talking about random music. Like, I feel like it pops up less and less for me. But every once in a while, a song will come up and I'm like, that's a cover? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, a obvious, like, um, I mean, how many people cover Bob Dylan? You know, just like mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, like... He's like, oh my God, I know that as a Guns N' Roses song, but it's Bob Dylan did it 20 years before. Or I always joke with my wife that for the longest time, I thought Come Together was an Aerosmith song. Oh yeah, that's when I first heard it too. And then like uh, 20 years later, I'm like, the Beatles? <laughs> like I had no clue. And I mean, Cheryl Crow's done a couple hits where they're covers. And- uh, the biggest one that stands out, just because the cover surpasses the original alien ant farm doing smooth criminal no hurt by (laughs) johnny cash is like that's a good one because his version is so insane and so good and so fitting that you even forget like oh my god like he took that song and made it his own and it's a cover but man yeah sorry trent Reznor, your song is gone you just knew it because it was on the undertaker for (laughs) wrestlemania 30 or whatever definitely not (laughs) but yeah there's a ton like that and i'm sure a lot of samples kind of slide through and people don't realize them but that's a very good point that i don't know if a lot of people uh, will say a lot of juggalos may not know that but as soon as i hear the song or that it's like oh yeah shit oh this is one of the tracks yeah but 
did they put together that it's uh, from something? I don't know. You tell us, young juggalos. <laughs> did you know that this is an En Vogue song? Do you know who En Vogue is? <laughs> Can you name another En Vogue track? I can't. I, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the people at home. <laughs> Let me know if you know anything by En Vogue. That's clearly my, like, 7th and 8th grade era right there. <laughs> so that's one sample that is in here. There could be a million more. That's something that I don't know if we're going to be able to pick out in every track. I think just hip-hop in general, that's really hard. For me, at least, to, like, know what, what's out there. But. And especially this era where you're just picking bits and pieces so when it comes to samples that way i mean that one's obvious but i'm sure there's plenty of like just drum loops and shit that's pulled from a song that you have no idea it's like led zeppelin stealing their whole first two albums yeah they're just blatantly ripping off artists (laughs) that's gonna be our next season is the real songs behind what led zeppelin stole from uh, i love led zeppelin but man talk about just blatantly stealing music (laughs) that's terrible all right so we've uh, kind of gotten through the history of, of the track. Let's uh, dig into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. You, you want to do that? You kind of already mentioned the, uh, what do you call it? The free your mind sample. I guess we could call that part of the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, like we said, we discussed things that are like, all right, what is synonymous with this song and what sticks out and what uh, stands the test of time and that sample alone, the opening uh, when you listen to the album, the record spins and it kicks into the free your mind. That will always be <laughs> synonymous, I think, with this this track for sure. What's always synonymous with podcast with me and Chris <laughs> is Chris singing. So I'm trying not to, but I hope we get that in every <laughs> single episode. So that's almost better than the singing is like the the little sound effects, like the chainsaw noise or the. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully there's no dogs barking because he likes to do his <laughs> his growling voice. Um, I don't know. Just going through the lyrics as I have my little lyric book in front of us, which we printed from online, and it's real funny. We'll probably talk about this in every episode. I don't want to say lyrics or what you make of them, mm-hmm. but like sometimes it's hard to understand what what someone's saying, right? And when you look online and you see just random versions of like, you know, that's not what the person said. Or there's, <laughs> that's probably your brain because you've always said, oh, this is what I've said over and over. I listen to it. It's or, hard to tell. Or the person who wrote it is just totally wrong. <laughs> this I is mean, true. Uh, there's one on here. What's the website that you pulled this from? Uh, Rap Genius is the. I, I think that's where I pulled mine from. And there's somewhere it's just like a question mark. Like, they didn't even try. <laughs> like, I can't get it. Yeah, so. All right, uh, so I, I'm going to say this is one of my favorite Twisted songs ever. All right, we're but, jumping right to that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that later. Sorry, but I'm just, in reviewing the lyrics, a lot of these lyrics make no sense to me whatsoever. Like, and I'll sing along, super into it, and I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, do you mean just like they don't? They don't make sense, or they don't go to what you thought the song was no. about, or both. Yeah, they just don't make. There's not. It's not like it's a story. Like it's just kind of like it. It sounds great, but it's just. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Mix mash of like just the things they're saying. Yeah, I, I, that's a funny point that I think maybe we'll hit with different songs. That in all types of music, I think I like a story. Mm-hmm. I, I like where it's coming from you know the the singer's perspective or it's just it's telling something from a to b and not every song is like that some are just kind of what sounds good and yeah i don't know if this song really like tells a story i i even just 
calling it secondhand smoke, is there really that much like weed talk in here? There, there really isn't. Uh, it's just um, violence, I guess. <laughs> so I would describe this this track. I don't know. It's very strange. It's. I think maybe it's just because the beat is that uh, intense and heavy is what like draws you in. Yeah. Like the music is so good that it doesn't really matter what they're saying, but you know the lyrics and you sing along. I don't know. It's very strange. That maybe sounds- it's because it's the first song uh, I know myself heard from them. I'm sure plenty others that maybe that's why you connect to it and like put it as an all time classic maybe. track. It's something that we. Not that we've done a ton of episodes, but we haven't really discussed like the difference between the lyrics and the beat. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes one is way better than the other, and obviously when they both come together, that's perfect. You know, mm-hmm. that makes a great song. But yeah, maybe this is one of those songs where the beat is just better than than the lyrical content. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm asking. You know, for for future conversation, maybe that's something we need to address. Um, but the beat is real good. That sounded stupid. But, <laughs> but yeah, lyrically, I just, I don't know if there's anything, uh, I don't want to say like everlasting or, or that sticks out in, in the Juggalo history, but there's nothing that I think like, wow, that that's a line that people use all the time. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe we say it like you're in line at a show and people are chanting it as right. much as like some people don't like that because there's some that are like way overdone. But it, other than the hook, like maybe I could see people like chanting that, but then it's just breathe it in secondhand smoke, <laughs> just over and over. Like, so as we go through this album, or just twisted in general, Geometrics has some pretty like good, you know, great lyrics flow and he flows great in here, but like, what's wrong with Monoxide's lyrics? Are you saying I like Monoxide, but I'm just saying, which do you like better? A or B? Pick one. <laughs> Jimmy Madrox usually is, you know, considered it. Hey, Monoxide, I think a track says his favorite rappers are and he's how he wants his Madrox. So I think Madrox has that to him. He's like known as a guy who flows and stuff. And I just wanted to get you uncomfortable right off yeah. the bat. So, so <laughs> reading through this thing. though, there's no like, you're like, oh man, that's a classic Madrox line in here. There's, I don't think there's any of those in here. But again, it's one of my favorite songs. It's very, it's a very odd one. Yeah, uh, it's it's we're hitting it off with a bang here in episode two. That we didn't think we'd hit something like this. I think we just <laughs> thought we'd. Not that this isn't a banger, but like I think I just thought something different. You know, we're we're hitting something interesting. So. I, yeah, I've sung along to the lyrics, listening to it. You know, drive in my car in the basement, listen to music. Uh, but you don't even like think of what the what the song's about, and maybe it doesn't need to though. I mean, it it sounds good, it works, especially in this era. You're kind of just saying shit to say shit when you're rapping. <laughs> just looking through it, I feel I don't know if you already said this, but his line about the sawed-off double-barreled pump, I feel like that's maybe one that's of all of them. That's one it, that pops me when I hear it. Yeah, it's not like a full line. That you can quote, or that's like on a T-shirt. Like maybe that's another thing. Like, yeah, just like what's on a T. I, not saying them in particular, but there's so many shirts out there that like they just throw entire lyrics or right. you know, hooks, and it's like, yeah, that's not like shirt worthy or poster worthy or whatever.
I just don't know if it's a uh, worthy of of being a classic line, but that's comparing it to other songs. I don't know, comparing it to this song. Uh, to me, that's probably the the, the one, one that jumps that sticks out. out. But I think the one that jumps out to me is the uh, monoxides where he's flowing and he says death dying and hose fucking hmm. and when madrox yells so understand they say and something i feel like that's always one live everyone shouts Gets back the crowd going yeah these are all our opinions if you uh you at home can think of another line that you, you oh, okay, I lied. I don't know how we missed this. We missed one. I was about to say, uh, anyone out there who has another line that you think pops out to you that stands out as like the classic line or has like a part in Juggalo history, let us know. The fucking first two lines. That's the two. The east side, no peace, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what everyone is the loudest Jumps at. Jumps yeah. Yeah. And it's the east side reference. That's something they always call on. Yeah, the fuck the police line. Like, yeah. Just how those two flow together, that's 100%. I changed my vote. Like, that, that's it. <laughs> and that goes to the whole fact of, like, the, the song, like you said, the flow. Like, it all, it just sounds good and rides the, uh, rides the music well. Yeah. Um, another maybe... Juggalo cultural impact. Newport cigarette reference. Is that the first time? I know that's always their thing is the Newport cigarette. That era for sure. Well, yeah, it's the first time because it's the first song on the first CD. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Asshole. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't know uh, House of Crazies, maybe. It was a thing. Mm, you're the HOK Mark. I am. So I, I don't think they don't talk about cigarettes on there like that. So that brings up another point that we'll touch on real quick. Because we talked about how this was on the quote-unquote demo tape, and they played it on the House of Horrors tour. Mm-hmm. We assume this is a House of Crazies era written slash recorded track. At least started. You know, yeah. The the concept and the, the lyrics probably were. So we're going to try to mention this in different songs, too. Jamie Madrox definitely refers to himself as Mr. Bones, which is his HOK name. Mm-hmm. Monoxide definitely talks about calling himself the monoxide child so it's either we can speculate that that was a nickname that he was considering before and then just it's stuck and twisted um was this really written like half you know hok era half twisted era like it's we're going to talk about this as we go along but it's we think that we can pick out when songs were made on this cd but this one kind of throws us for a loop right off the bat. Again, it was on the demo. It was on the tour way before the CD. And Scott Sumner produced it. So mm-hmm. that was like, uh, was that at the disc, I think? Yeah. Clearly, by all accounts, it's a pre-psychopathic mm-hmm. written song. Yeah, but, something they brought to the table. But the fact that he calls himself Monoxide in there is just kind of throws that for a little bit of a loop. But Yeah, I take it maybe he just was using it as a re- like a reference it's like, oh, I'm. That's not my name. I'm just calling myself that in the song. And maybe he's like, oh, that's a cool name. Like, yeah. I, I, we have to rebrand ourselves or something. Who knows? And he pulled that out. 
We'll have to. That's all uh, speculation at this point. We'll see in future episodes if uh, he recall if he talks about himself like that in songs that are not Scott right. Sumner slash HOK are a song. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, one last comment on the lyrics. Yes, I'm hoping you were going to bring this up. So go so, right ahead. Uh, we went to Rap Genius. A lot of them have a little call out you could pull up and um, get background on some of the lyrics. Which is a really funny thing. Like a, a yeah. lot of those, like, what is it, like A to Z is like just shitty lyrics mm. that people put in there. But this one in particular, if you have a reference to what, what they're talking about, you can just throw a little thing on the side right. and it like explains it, which is sometimes really bad, but sometimes actually pretty useful. Yeah, it's awesome on like certain artists like uh, Lupe Fiasco has some crazy albums with references and uh, ASAP Rock and stuff you pull those out and you see all these wild references like, while could you imagine listening. like a ludicrous one with just like every like <laughs> like all pop culture crazy yeah. stuff yeah so for this there's not many but I've always heard this song as standing in some comfortable shits like Chuck Norris it's what I've always thought he said and I'm yeah. just assuming he meant like blue jeans or like the cowboy boots i didn't know <laughs> like wrestlemania 9 or wrestlemania 7 <laughs> outfit kicking jeff jarrett in the face <laughs> but according to uh re- the genius here and there was a commercial this is a reference to a local metro detroit commercial for chester boot shop which we've seen we've driven past it yeah it's right um, by hotheads and record time in roseville and they have a commercial with a fake chuck norris called chuck morris <laughs> And he's got a fucked up looking foot in the commercial. <laughs> and he's like, I need to get something comfortable for these shoes. And they're like, I, I get, I mean, they would know this. I imagine this is their era growing up. So when you listen to it, it sounds like Norris, but it might be Chuck Morris. And this commercial is <laughs> fantastic. And I hope that's exactly what they're referencing. My feet are killing me. I need some comfortable boots. Thanks for shopping at Chester Boot Shop, Mr. Morris. Chester Boot Shop, boot shoes and accessories for the whole family, located on Gratiot at 11 and a half in Roseville. Yeah, and we can't even like pull it from the rhyme. So like Forest Morris Chorus, Forest Norris Chorus. Yeah, like it's it goes all... either way. Oh man, yeah, that's funny. When you brought that up, I was dying. But so. Chester Boot Shop presents Chuck Morris and Feats of Fury. Amazing. If you know, <laughs> if you can get us in touch with Chuck Morris <laughs> or, or Chuck Norris, but uh, at this point, I think we'd rather talk to Chuck uh, Morris. Yeah. We want Chuck Morris. Hopefully, he's still kicking. His foot was pretty mangly looking in that commercial. <laughs> yeah, he looked a little old, and that had to be like that had to be from the nineties, right? Yeah, early nineties for sure. Oh, look hey, for that local our... Detroit legend like Melfar, <laughs> <laughs> or like. Uh, Henry the Hatter. Yeah. <laughs> or Roddy Hogan. <laughs> okay, that's He's in a commercial, but everyone knows him. Yeah, we need to get fast. Moving on. Moving on. So we've talked about the lyrics. That was our deep dive. Um, if you want to go deeper, let us know. We think that's all we can do on this one. So we also now want to talk about where else you can find this track. And there's a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Even before most tasteless... Uh, I guess I don't have a timeline on this. This is a really good question that I'm. we're just talking out loud with. <laughs> Fat or Whack came out after the... Be- between the original yeah. and the that's reissue, how, That's right? how I found him. So Chris is uh, Googling that. Or 
our studio here is filled with uh, lots of microphone wires, a booklet of lyrics, CD cases, five <laughs> empty cans of Coors Light, uh, two computers. Uh, we're yeah, doing that, that was released in '99. Okay, so it was originally on the original Most Tasteless. They knew that they were coming out with a reissue, so they were part of the Fat or Wax sampler, which mm-hmm. was theoretically given out at shows or concert or you know or i paid three dollars for it at rock of ages it's also possible <laughs> and that was promoting jekyll brothers yeah most tasteless is it promoting anything else no it was just like those two m- misery misery wasn't on it no because that city would have already come out right mm-hmm. so yeah that was on a little clip of that was on fat or whack i don't think there was anything different on that version because i don't think there was anything different from the original and the no. island version and then you tell the story. Is that the first time you heard Twisted or Aaron heard Twisted or both? B- both of us. So I bought that at Rock of Ages. <laughs> you bought a sampler, idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm a... Mark. 99, 90, yeah, well, that's true. 99, I'm in eighth grade, so I'm not going to shows. I'm not getting any, you know stuff in the mail from them. So riding my bike up to Rock of Ages and like, oh, what is this? New ICP sampler? Okay. It's like might have been a buck ninety nine, two ninety nine. It was, you know, definitely below five bucks. And yeah. So I knew Jekyll Brothers was coming out, super excited, but I'm like, oh, what is this band? No idea. And when, like I said, the Envogue sample for Free Your Mind kicks in and that drops the like we said earlier, I represent the East Side, <laughs> that starts going. I was like, Holy shit, this is a whole nother level. Like <laughs> this is wild as hell. So fast forward going up north, me and my cousin in my uncle's Astro van. <laughs> I'm like, we had the old Walkman tapes, and I'm like, you got to listen to this. We were huge ICP fans. Time That's there. a, uh, let me interrupt you. Did you get the Fatter Whack tape? Oh, no, or the CD. The, you know, not Walkman, Discman. Because they, they did have. They had both, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I eventually got both, because as you yeah, said, I'm we're an Mark. <laughs> but, uh, that, that's a running commentary <laughs> that we're both assholes. Yeah, the, the CD was what I purchased to listen to originally, and I showed him that. <laughs> he goes, I remember my. Mind blown. I just want to like rip the roof off the van. He's, like, <laughs> he's just like shaking. Yeah. I, like, it was such a heavy, hard sound when I first heard that kick in. And as uh, we mentioned it, Scott Sumner beat, man. Uh, Mike Clark to me is a third member of ICP. He's synonymous with that sound. But right. man, when it comes to this album, that Scott Sumner is the, uh, yeah, the staple. I, and this is a really dumb question because I'm. <laughs> Uh, not in the hip hop community. If you're the producer, that means you made the beat. Like, yeah. Or did he just like record it or both? You know, like if they recorded at the disc, like he, he does both. And when it comes to Mike Clark, he did both. Right. I just, some people don't, but I just wonder, like, you know, it's like in the terminology we're saying produced. Yeah. They're making the music. Because, like, you know, when you watch a movie and they're, like, written, directed, produced, yeah. like, it's like, what's the, I don't want to say what's the difference, because I know someone out there is like, well, obviously, this is this and this is that, but, like, <laughs> I just wonder, like, that clearly means, like, he made the beats for all those, or he just, like, put it together and recorded it. No, yeah, in this context, I would say he made the, mu- the music, the beats. Well, Scott Sunder's kind of the man, right? <laughs> and as we uh, did a little deep dive into him, he has a... Uh, a few others. He did some stuff on Blaze Jid Homies, Clockwork Gray, some George Clinton remixes. We Shane were, Capone. We were, yeah, we were crack heavies on Shane Capone, which is heavy in the era of 
local Detroit hip hop we were uh, into back in the day. Um, he did a song on the Triple X State of the Union soundtrack, real funny. <laughs> but uh, I, I think he's still around with them. That's something we'd have to uh, follow up on as we dive into this season. Yeah, I feel like uh, his name is coming up a little more and more, at least more into current times than we anticipated. I just assumed right. it was like a blast from the past, but it clearly uh, he's done more. So even like Clockwork Gray was like early to mid two thousands. Like I just assumed he was like a nineteen ninety six and out kind of guy. Yeah, a couple uh, Boondocks tracks, Daruckus, ton of good stuff. Yeah, let's put him on the list. We're local hip-hop fans here of paradigm he does the alan allnuts interlude <laughs> and another track on vices so yes this is alan allnuts here on pillow talk with you on wluv we're gonna do two in a row for my man paradigm we're gonna do another one coming up this one's called all that he's dedicating it out to all you uh all you bitch-ass rappers out there so ladies give me a call 313-298-LOVE I'll be here all night. This is Alan All Nuts. I'm gonna go back to my man paradigm. Put that on a put that on the sheet on my uh, guest list on who we want. Just put Scott Sumner if he's not already on there, which he may be. So where were we? What were we talking? Oh, other versions. <laughs> we got on Scott Sumner from other versions. So this song was in uh, not in its entirety, but it was clipped into Fatter Whack. Also, you fast forward, I don't have a year on this. I can look real quick as uh, everyone <laughs> likes to stick around with us. Yeah, I don't have a year on that. So it's probably 2000, late 2003, early 2004. Chris is pointing to the actual CD that's <laughs> helping my uh, computer from overheating. 2003, 2004, there was a remix of Secondhand Smoke on Cryptic Collection Volume 3. What'd you think of that version there, Chris? Uh, I don't, not a fan. Because you don't like any kind of remix, right? I, it's tough. It's, it's hard for a song I really liked and listened to a lot for a remix to work. And the beat's fine on this remix. I don't know. I just feel like it was Cryptic Collection Three. I feel like it's kind of the beginning of like it was a, almost a filler track, like something they had to throw in there. Yeah, I like CDs like that that have remixes and different versions and rare songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that was the last good one from them because I think there were good ones after that. I, I, I Themed ones are good. They had a good Halloween one. I, I that's what I was gonna say. Like they turned it around where they have oh i i had the list um they have one of like all vip singles mm-hmm. all halloween singles all weed singles yeah. all whatever like i like the, the they didn't just go like ah eh, we're just gonna go songs that were too trash shitty. Man. <laughs> throw them in there yeah some people do that and it's garbage like three i don't remember if they had a four I, they did definitely mm-hmm. had a four i don't know if they had a five but at that point i'm like yeah this isn't my cup of tea or right. they're like, they got all the stuff out that I kind of wanted to hear. But yeah, if this one was maybe just a filler, like they just threw in there, like, was it a, Oh, Hey, this works well. Or they thought they were going to use it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or did they really just be like, Oh shit, we need a song. Yeah. Let's just... And that's not a twisted thing. That's an every band. Thing. Oh yeah. Like, Especially when you have a secondhand album of 
rarities and stuff you need to fill out the it just yeah we i mean tried doing some digging there's no one linked to who remixed it so i don't know it doesn't seem like there's much behind it it was just kind of a random beat yeah it'd be cool if it was like hey this was supposed to be on whatever mm-hmm. or this was used for a commercial or, or, or like a lot of artists now they have a single and they'll put out a ep of four or five different artists remix it for them so yeah, there's no. It's not like it's someone made this remix to put it on here. It just kind of was there. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's there. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Now you fast forward to, man, this had to be 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Or 20. I don't know. I get the, I get the years confused. Ooh, um, 20 might have been the, this the 80s party at Astronomicon, which is Twisted's pop culture event. They released a CD called Back to the 80s that had 80s mixes of some of their classic songs with some classic 80s hip-hop songs. Oh, yeah. well, not even hip-hop songs, no, just 80s, 80s songs. songs. Yeah. And they mixed Secondhand Smoke with the Beastie Boys' No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Did they perform these live? I wasn't at the VIP party. I think they did perform I, them. I feel like so we were uh, at the sh- the uh, convention and we had a table for the the twenty by twenty. We did a Juggalo trivia. You can see us there uh, when we do these, but. I believe we were back at the hotel, eating White Castles, watching TV, half asleep. That doesn't uh, put me in a specific year, because we do that every yeah. convention <laughs> we go to. So uh, I remember waking up, though, in the morning and being like, oh, there's like some sort of 80s-themed show, and they're like rapping over 80s beats. Like it's not, And I didn't realize they put a CD out and gave it away. So Until a half hour ago when I told them. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I was like, oh, man, this is on. This is recording, so it's amazing. That same song was also on the For the Fam 3. CD, which I think they just gave away on, uh, you know, like you get $50 on the website and you okay. get a free CD, something like along those lines within the past year or so. And they called it the No Sleep Till Secondhand Smoke. I mean, it's just a mix of the name, but um, those are two places that you can find that track. Still with the Envogue. Uh, is the Envogue sample on there? I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. I was no. going to say they may have. Uh, Oh, no, here's a question. Oh, we may need to look into this as we're recording. Did they take the En Vogue sample off of the island version? No. That's they left it on there. there? Yeah, it's the exact same song. Well, it's not working on my computer, so <laughs> I'll take your word for it. If we're wrong, then the juggalos out there will let us know. Let's see, what else do we have about this? da 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 I think we've talked about kind of everything. Oh, I should go back. I like the '80s versions. You know, I, I'm I may not be a huge Beastie Boys fan, but obviously that's like an iconic song, mm-hmm. and it's I like stuff like that. Like you're right, a random remix where it's just like, eh, this is like got a saxophone, or it's just like a weird different mm-hmm. beat. It's like okay, that's different, but this is something that like I I can get into. It's definitely. So I, I'm a fan of the mixture. It's a little weird at first because it's so like slow down. You know the 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 lyrics are somewhat slower to match it, but 
yeah, when you're throwing it over other song, like it's almost like a, a club remake. You know, you're mixing beats and mm-hmm. and lyrics and stuff. So that was, I mean, Mike Clark did a lot of those too. We love those uh, mixtapes yeah. he did. So yeah, I'm a big fan of that of taking a an old song and throwing the lyrics over it. Maybe not a uh, a classic on that. You know, when it, when it comes to the actual song itself, but it's a fun fun thing to have. Right. All right, I'm going to uh, fast track some questions for you, and you're going to answer them rapidly. Are you ready? What is your favorite version? Regular, remix, or 80s? Oh, regular. Going straight regular. Come on, one of the top five all time. Oh, well, that's (laughs) good. Yeah, you're skipping ahead here. Just on this CD, where do you rate it? Uh, On most tasteless, is it like, you don't have to like rank it specifically, but are we talking like, top of the list you oh know, top but, yeah oh top for sure tippy top of most tasteless yeah. for you i would probably agree with that what about just in twisted's history i know you just tipped your hand at that but yeah tippy top <laughs> like you're legit talking top five twisted song of all time i would be i would venture to say three <laughs> man i don't even know you're gonna make me look at the at the cd i top three of all time christopher Come on. Which I said makes it even weird when I read the lyrics and I go, that's not really, they're not really talking about anything on these lyrics. Yeah. Ooh. And it could be nostalgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that goes into all of this. We're not right. talking like this is Beethoven, like where it has to be perfect. That's <laughs> how it makes you feel and what you think. So Beethoven I, stucks you. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not questioning. I just, I think it's up there. I just, for me, I don't know if it's like the top, three or top five of all time but it's and i don't think I, they i don't think they would call it that because i i feel like that anytime we've seen them recently they don't play it i don't know that's a good question i don't think it's in rotation much like i was gonna uh ask that that's probably something we should look at after a quick look i believe uh, chris is correct i'm just looking at some uh set lists here from christmases and new year's evils and recently they haven't played it i'm kind of surprised i would I would have called that a twisted staple, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it was. Just not anymore. <laughs> yeah. A decade ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to me, I think it's a, whoa, as the studio moves. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a classic. I don't know if it's like a tippy top classic, but if I'm thinking, you know, twisted songs, it's on my. Mm-hmm. If you had a compilation, if I, a yeah, if I had a, a, a CDR of 72 minutes of, <laughs> <laughs> of twisted music, I would think that may be on there. Maybe not. It'd be right, right on the bubble. First, first, first ballot couple I put in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So <laughs> that's our place, uh, or where we're placing secondhand smoke in our twisted history. If you feel any different... As we said before, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, at JuggaloRWD, or give us an email at JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. Is there anything else that we need to uh, tie the bow on for one of your favorite songs, Secondhand Smoke? Just hoping uh, Chuck Morris got some his feet fixed by now. That's really what, if you've listened to the last 47 <laughs> minutes of this podcast... If you got anything other than maybe uh, that there was a remix or an 80s remix, <laughs> you learned about Chuck Morris. Chuck Morris and En Vogue. It's two things you take from this. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully Spotify doesn't shut us down for talking about En Vogue. But they're probably like, Chuck Morris? Who the hell is that? 
Because God knows I only learned about him 20 minutes ago. So. <laughs> all right. I think that's all that we have for uh, this episode. But uh, stay tuned for, uh, you know, next week when we come back with episode three, season one. We're knocking out the bangers. It is. It's heavy hitters right off the bat. That is. That's why we picked Most Tasteless. It's a classic album and a classic era from a classic band. <laughs> all right. For Chris, this is Peter. Thank you for listening to the Juggalo Rewind. We will see you next week. Thanks. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of the Juggalo Rewind Most Tasteless has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.